0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JMO Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Michaels, and our guest this week, we've got Toby Volivog from Leisure Outdoor Adventures back on the show. We've had Toby on before and got to know him a little bit. And uh, Toby, he's been in the industry. He's been guiding for a really, really long time, and uh, he's so much fun to talk to. Uh, So, you know, getting him on the horn for this this, uh, conversation was just a lot of fun. And it's a it's there's a ton of great information in this for spring walleyes, early season walleyes, no matter where you live. But obviously it is that special time of year uh, for those in Minnesota. Uh, This is opening week and um you know we we uh toby i knew toby would be busy for this week so we recorded it a little bit ahead of time and um it, it was just really really worth it so much fun to talk to toby and get, just get a bunch of great walleye fishing information for early season walleye from one of the best that does it over there so yeah let's get into this interview it's Toby Volavog. we're talking spring minnesota walleyes let's get into the interview I really need to just start with an update. I have had you on before, but really only once. And, you know, we covered a lot of ground um, getting to know you, but obviously we can't get to know everything about everything in, in one show. So I do want to get a little bit of an update on, um, you know, just kind of how your off-season has been as far as, uh, you know, off-season of open water anyways. You know, the you know, how did how did the, the winter go for you? And, um, you know, are you getting yourself – prepared enough you feel you feeling comfortable about your preparation for the opener like get us up to speed on that
1: so for me winter the winter months here in Minnesota is a little bit different than a lot of people in that I spend a lot of time on the ice but it's not the kind you want to drill a hole in or if you do the Zamboni driver is going to be really mad at you I spend a lot of time I spend a lot of time on the ice hockey sheets here in Brainerd Minnesota in the winter I'm a teacher I'm a coach and so as soon as the uh the uh, killing season starts for deer in Minnesota, I kind of shut down fishing. And so throughout the winter up until now, I'm, uh, I'm overcoming my summer bumps and bruises from fishing. And then I get into to, to hockey, which is still a part of my life. You know, uh, it's always been a part of my life playing in North Dakota and, and doing all that. And so coaching kids is something I've done for 24 years. So I spend my winters doing that. And then we get in the spring and it becomes softball season. I've actually coached middle school level Uh, softball for 24 years and when you get outside and it gets to be spring this seems to be the time of the year where everything gets hectic again because now I'm starting to think fishing it was just we just went up on the rainy river this spring and and caught sturgeon and walleyes and that's kind of the start of the obsession for the year and and uh, we get outside with softball kids every day you're you're throwing balls with kids and super pumped about softball and, and coaching but you're still thinking about that like like the 70 degree weathers we had this spring you know uh, we get outside and you're thinking oh, I just wish I was on the lake and and you know and then, then then the boat comes right you go through that I'm fortunate enough to run a Lund boat and and uh, sponsored by Lund Mercury and uh, this year I have a, a fiberglass 219 with the new v10 uh, the v10 Burrado, uh 400 horse it's going to be on that bad boy and and that thing hasn't been much, hasn't spent much time in the water yet. And then getting that rigged, so all this hecticness is uh, is all wrapped up into a ball and just waiting for that date, that that open water where you can cast your brisk bobber at a crappie, or, or here we are talking about fishing opener, you know what? So my winter is is definitely off the ice and it's away from fishing, but it's a different kind of ice, and and teaching and coaching is my life for the, for the other you know, six months of the year.
0: It probably cleanses your palate a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm sure you got a little pent up demand right now where we're getting to We're all getting kind of squirrely and ready to get back out there. But do you feel like it kind of does that for you? Do you feel like as far as fishing goes, it's kind of nice to like have that little bit of a break?
1: A hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent you hit that on the head. You know, I, I, I give a lot of credit to these people that that fish year round. And, and if you go down south and you do any any fishing or excursions with fishing guys down there, you know, let's say Florida, for example, the Fort Myers area or, or wherever, these guys are fishing year round and it's, it's a daily grind and they do well. They make a lot of money and they have a lot of fun and they make a lot of memories and clients. But, uh, I, you know, by the, when, you know, we have a short season here in the upper Midwest and Minnesota and, you know, fishing openers that Mother's Day and you fish up through October, the beginning of November when you start to get ice up again. And, you know, that's, that's half a year and that's, that's plenty when you're doing, you know five six seven tournaments and and fishing fishing every day like we do as fishing guides here on leech lake you know that's that's a lot of hours you know 300 350 hours 400 hours on a motor that's run time in the summer you're putting a lot of time in so i really i really blessed i'm really blessed i have a supportive family and I, and i and as a teacher of 24 years you know i I really am excited to start school in September and I'm really excited to get away from the kids by, by the beginning of June and, and, and going back to fishing with my, with all the colleagues and friends that I have made over the years with Leisure Outdoor Adventures is just a blessing. So I, it's nice. I'm definitely, and that's the nice thing about, a, you know, Minnesota has that fishing opener, right? And so the season closes, even for the people that fish for nine months of the year or whatever it may be, 10 you know we have that we have that closure uh for the walleye season ice fishing for the main minnesota body water, you know body waters and and it's kind of off limits and then like christmas or deer season opener we have that we have that fishing opener here in minnesota and everything builds it's like a crescendo and and uh like the gun goes off at midnight on fishing opener and people hit the water and it's 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 uh full speed you know yeah. it's full speed and it's uh it truly is a holiday here in Minnesota. And, and, uh, yeah, it's poor mothers. It's always seems like it's always caught up with mother's day and they don't, they, they kind of get the, the shaft in that deal, but don't forget to take mom's patient on Sundays, but yeah, no, my, my life is blessed. I, I get to, I, and like I said, I'm, I'm excited to go back to school and, and, and that part of my career, you know, that part of my profession too. I, I think I'm a better teacher because of it. You know, I get, we get our break and I'm not, I'm not just sitting around. I'm not reflecting too much on the past past year of teaching. It's the next thing, you know, I literally, I literally am double dipping, doing a little bit of both, you know, weekends, weekends I'm guiding uh, from Mother's Day through the beginning of June, it's, it's school's still going on and there's no time off. And then when June hits, June is my busiest month because I fish a couple of tournaments with my dad and factor in pre-fishing, there's, there's just no time to not be on the water. So it's when you get to through the whole summer, you know, whether you're out on the water doing promotional stuff or creating videos or doing TV shows or, or guiding. It's, it's literally every day. I was home back in Brainerd. I fished on Leech Lake in the summer last year, uh, home one day, uh, June 29th. I was home because we had a storm and we cut down trees. So it's, uh, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, when it comes yeah, to family, home and all that, but, but, uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's a hundred miles an hour. So but it's ramping up and I'm ready to do it again. I guess it's a crazy addiction, this thing called fishing.
0: But you, you Minnesota guys, that opening weekend, there's so much pent-up demand. I find it really an interesting thing from a guide's perspective. Like, you know, and I've never asked this to anybody, but, like, opening weekend is, some, is such a tradition, and everybody gets so ramped up. And your clients that are booking every year, they want to make so many memories – but you go out opening day, or you it, you know you, opening day for you. That's like the first time you're targeting walleyes. You got to go find them.
1: It is exactly, and and you know over the years, uh, I would say the last five years at least, uh, I've actually tried to stay away from fishing opener with with uh, with clients, and not so much what you were alluding to there, and I can come back to that in a minute, just because of the fact that, like I just had mentioned before, that I have so much time that I'm away from my family that. Now I'm finally, I think it's because at age 48, my frontal lobe is finally developing. I'm like, yeah, I should <laughs> yeah. probably write the calendar off here and and uh, and uh, have, have my son who's now 22 years old and not living at home and my father-in-law and or my father hop in the boat with me or my wife who likes to fish, you know, and we'll make that a, a new tradition. But what you were getting to is, yeah, the fishing opener is, it's pretty much, Pretty much a educated forecast slash guess let's go see what we can find, and it truly does separate uh the anglers guides, whatever you want to call us uh when you when you have to go out on hunches but then use science and by science I mean technology so graphs electronics and uh, finding the fish find the bait you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about that, but yeah there's a lot more to it. you have to have the confidence to go out there and and uh go explore and uh use your you know use the rolodex of history that you've fished years and years and years in the lake and obviously there's your typical starting spots and where you'd go but where you branch out from there it's all it's all process. now that being said we can perch fish we can crappie fish you know before opener so you know leech lake's got a great population of perch and there's big ones And, and a lot of people will take two three days three days off just to perch fish you know, uh, before because they want to beat the beat the boats out there and to get their early vacation or whatnot. You know, and but just by out fishing for perch, you're going to run into some walleyes. You know, it's catch and release because you cannot target walleyes. But uh, you know, a jig and a fathead is is a meal just like a jig and a shiner. You know, if they're hungry, they're going to bite it. You can't really you can't really tell what's biting on the other end. So people do run into walleyes. We could call it pre-fishing, I guess, but it's not really legal to target walleyes, but you run into them. I mean, a lot of times they're in the same places because they're chasing the same forage. So there is a way to get out there and tap into a little bit of knowledge firsthand. But you are right when it comes to fishing opener. And it's, you know, as a school teacher who's been in the classroom from from 7.30 till 4 o'clock in the afternoon during the day, during the week, you know, that time of year, and then Getting home on a Friday, loading your boat, hoping to find bait that night, and then meeting somebody at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday opener. Yes, there's there's some anxiety there for oh, sure. Yeah. And you're just hoping but, everything uh, in
0: your boat works, you know? It's
1: like- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and again, and and again there too. You know, we have the luxury of chasing crappies usually for a couple of weeks before that, and working out the kinks, making sure the line's straight and the hooks are tied right, and and everything's ready to go from uh from your from all your tools that you need as a fishing guide but yeah it, it's different though but it, you still don't know because you're not on the water catching and trying to you know many lakes are still six fish limits in minnesota so if you have two three people in there you're trying to get 12 or 18 of them it's not like you're catching one or two while you're perch fishing so putting that pattern together is 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 a little bit different and the conditions in the lakes and they're all different and uh so yes as a fishing opener, when it's ready, set, go, and you're guiding people, there's a little bit more anxiety. You know, we have our Minnesota governor's opener, and we've done I've done that uh, a time or two here in the 24 years that I've been around, and and uh, that's something in itself. You know, I I did I did one with uh, a senator uh, Coleman uh, on Pelican Lake here on the Brainerd area, and I had the lieutenant governor out on Gull Lake. You know, whatever it was, 10 years ago or so, and we went out at midnight. <laughs> and that was. That was really something. Not only are you trying to put fish in the boat for your client, but you got you got WCCO and whatever major news network watching you do it, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, then you got some pressure. But it's all yeah. fun. It's all it's all memories, like I tell my clients.
0: Totally, totally. That's such such a good point. Now, let's get into the fishing a little bit. I kind of want to – you know, I don't really have any really fancy questions for you here. I just want to get a, a solid, you know, leech lake – you know, opener style of a show here, and we can start pretty general. Maybe I'll narrow you down as we go, but, like, you know, what is kind of the standard issue, like, opening week like on Leech Lake typically? You know, if we talk about, you know, average weather, we'll talk about what it's specifically like this year maybe a little bit later, but what's kind of like the standard starting point that you've seen in your, you know, 20-plus years of guiding on Leech Lake, you know, this, this, this opening week? there's some,
1: there's some real staples with Leech lake when it comes to opener. Um, you know, as far as the lake goes, 112,000 acres, but on fishing opener, it does fish, I think about as small as it ever does. In that the walleyes in general, you know, whether they're spawning or finishing spawn, typically they're just done with spawn by a week to 10 days. Um, and they're now focusing on forage, which is a spot tail shiner, typically around opener, they'll eat, so they, you know, they're, They'll take advantage of whatever they can eat, but typically the spot tail shine, shiner and or small perch are what they're feeding on. And, and both of those, uh, what I just started with, both of those items, the, the spawn and the shiners lead the walleye to shallower water. And, and with Leech Lake, there is quite a bit of shallow water. And so the warmest shallow water and or where there's current makes the lake even smaller. So, There's, there are spots mid lake on the main lake where the walleyes do congregate in the last couple of years. It's kind of a new thing. I think we could talk about that a little while, but if you eliminate the main lake and focus on where the water's the warmest and when there's wind, you really come down to main lake points and Northern portions of the lake, or maybe some days where it's a little shallower and where the water warms up faster. So with that being said, you know, Leech Lake, typically as I've, I've, Experienced in the last, you know, 20 years, uh, starting on the west side, the side of the Walkers on, where we do a lot of our fishing. You know, Walker Bay is really, really deep, and certainly has walleyes that spawn in and around Walker Bay, and, and they don't leave the bay. But I, it's pretty much hands off for me until June because just cause it's it's typically deeper, it's colder, it's behind. When I have caught walleys on opener, they are still have spawn in them, you know, and it's just, they're not super active, lethargic, and the bite window is really really, small when you do find them. So if you move out and past that, you go up north, heading towards the main lake, you run into the north end of Walker, you run into Steamboat Bay. That's the first That's the first bay running north, going from uh, west to east. That's the finger you see on a map, the Steamboat Bay, and up in Steamboat Bay, there's a river at the end, the Steamboat River, that goes to Steamboat Lake, And that bay is shallow. It's got some sand and it's got some gravel. And that's exactly what walleyes like for for spawn. And it also has some cabbage weed that heats up and adds ambush. So Steamboat Bay is a real, it's kind of a darker, dingier water. So on days where we don't have the wind or we don't have any kind of, you know, any overcast and the lake's real, and it's real sunny and calm, Steamboat Bay is a great place to start because it is darker and there's some cabbage weed the fish can hide and uh, you can fish up in there, and and there it is because it's warmer water. It's a, it's kind of a, a magnet for shiners to move up in there. And and coming out of Steamboat Bayhead and East, you have the the Walker Narrows, you know, uh, Oak Point Narrows. That's that separates uh, um, Steamboat from from Sucker Bayhead and East. And there's a, it's a narrows. You know, it's mainly five six feet of water running all the way through there. And a lot of the walleyes I think in Leech Lake move towards that direction to spawn. And for sure, there's a lot of shiners that move up in those flats. So the walleyes are kind of doing the two-step in and out as the water warms and cold cools at the time of the day. And, you know, all the way up and through the middle of June, you can find walleyes in five, six feet of water in those walker narrows. So with depending on which way the current's going, from Walker Bay to the east or from the main lake coming back into Walker Bay, you can plan on catching walleyes on either side of those or even in the middle of the Walker Narrows. And uh, as you head out east of that, then you head into Star Point going north. Now we're in Sucker Bay, right? This is where Goose Island is. And that stretch, leaving the Narrows all the way up towards the hardwoods, which would be the West Goose Flats, West Goose Island, uh, that area right there is one of your bread and butter since I've been there, there's been walleyes biting on opener on that stretch, and we're talking a couple miles. Like it's a big area, and there's a lot of boats. And but there's fish there. There's lots of fish. They're they're the kinds you want. I mean, there's some big ones mixed in too, but a lot of males and a lot of a lot of eater walleyes that are chasing shiners because there's a whole string of pencil reeds that go from south to north along that stretch towards Little Hardwoods and. And if there's any wind at all, it pushes those fish right up in there, and, and uh, it's a really, really good place to look to start. So uh, you get north of that, you get to Hardwoods Point, which can be good on an opener. But moving north of there, uh, it kind of becomes uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a hide-and-seek. There's walleyes north of that, but it could be hit or miss. Uh, heading east over there on the other side of the ste- uh, sucker bay, now we have the duck points. And first duck, second duck, and then uh, otter tail point is the east side of the fishable waters for opener. And uh, we have a west wind blowing over there. There, too, we have a shallow flat that leads to pencil reeds. Same story, just the opposite side of the bay. So windswept current, again, we've mentioned a couple of times, which will be a common theme here in this little report. Um, that can be a real good side side of Sucker Bay, too. Um, so Sucker Bay is a great place. And, and, and quite honestly, I would say oh, almost 40, 50% of the boats that fish on Leech Lake are going to be fishing in those areas that I already mentioned. So we got the Walker Barrels heading into Sucker Bay, Steamboat Bay, Sucker Bay, down to Pine Point. There will be typically six 600 people on opener fishing that area. And it's that's a pretty small part, part of Leech Lake. You know, it's a lot yeah. of boats.
0: Yeah. You and, know, uh, that's kind of like my next point. I'm just going to like interject here just to kind of keep it going down that direction because it, it's a perfect time for it. And, yeah, I think that you know if you've if you've never or if you're thinking about or you've never fished Leech Lake on the opener, or opening week, or, or or any good weekend, you know in the in the summer, and you decide to go there, you know on a lot of these, uh, yeah, like a lot of these well-known areas, right? Like they kind of get community, and if there's a bite going on, there can be a lot of boats. I want to maybe have you spend a little bit of time just sort of addressing. Sort of the conversation around fishing in a crowd. What what do you, what is sort of like good protocol or good ethics in your mind? You know, if there's a big area, there's room for you, but there's plenty of other boats. Like that that scenario happens all the time, and it's it's not that big of a deal. But I I just like that if we can address it from somebody like you yeah. that's been in and around it a whole bunch.
1: First of all, we have to remember that you know everybody's there. It's fishing opener. It's a it's a holiday. People are there to have a good time, right? So. Yeah, When it comes to fishing opener it, it, and fishing Leech Lake in a crowd, it's the exact opposite mentality as one would have maybe fishing a tournament, right? Like in a tournament, you're in it to win it. It's your boat and shore. Your, you're trying to do whatever. Opener is the opposite. Opener is about everybody's out there to be safe, have a good time, catch a few walleyes, take a few pictures, have a few laughs, you know, tell stories. That's the deal. So the protocol with that is at Leech Lake, because of the way it is, and if, if we're talking a good windswept bite there's going to be some drifting going on. So if you can see that there's, you know, 20 boats, 30 boats fishing an area, and people are driving up, motoring upwind into the waves, you know, a hundred yards, turning their boat sideways, throwing out a drift sock, they're obviously going to drift back. Right. So, and, and typically there's quite a few people that are doing that. So I, I really get discouraged when I see people pull right in line and hit spot lock or drop an anchor and, and, you know, so they can catch a few fish themselves. So, what it does is it really throws off the whole crowd, right? And, or, or if someone catches a fish and it's a flat, like the fish are swimming around, they're not, it's not like a, it's a, it's not a super sharp break line. And there's not like a structure on the bottom that's specifically holding 20 fish, like a rock pile per se. You know, it's, it's a sand windswept flat. So, these fish are moving around chasing bait. And quite honestly, if you stop an anchor, you're in a sand flat like that. You're going to catch a few fish, but those fish are moving. Then you're going to be—it's going to be slow for you, anyways. So these fish are, are moving. It's kind of like trolling, and and when you're when you're drift fishing, you basically are trolling. You're just letting the wind do the work for you. Um, it's really important that you don't you don't get in behind people and cut them off and and kind of ruin it for the group. And if someone catches a fish, you see the net go. You know, flying their flying their net around. It doesn't mean you start up and drive right over and fish right next to them. Because again, the fish are in a big flat and they're moving around, and there's plenty of them. We're not talking five, six walleyes. There's literally hundreds of thousands of walleyes in these one to mile, you know, one to two mile stretches. They're they're there for a reason, and they're as long as you keep moving around and quietly drifting and not starting your motor up all the time and sitting on top of them, you're going to catch fish. So relax, relax. It's opener. go out and have a good time, get in line with everybody else and, and do a little drift fishing, you know, and, and if you know, if you're on a school of fish by yourself and then do what it takes to catch them. But if when you're in a group of people, enjoy it, you know, give somebody a thumbs up when they catch a fish next to you and, and maybe you'll get the next one.
0: Yeah. Cause there's a, I mean, it's just one of those places where, you know, I don't know, like it's gonna, it's gonna be the deal, you know, when, when we look at opening week or you know, even even the first couple of weeks or, or even some of the, you know, the real hot weekend bites, you know, throughout the open water season. These capital you know, walleye factories in Minnesota, Leech Lake being one of them. Like, it's just a, a, it's a great place to go and fish and it attracts some boats and anglers and, and, um, you know, having that conversation around fishing in a crowd, I think it's just really good. I think it's just good to have, or good to kind of include in there because it it can be part of the deal. And if you do it right and and, and you're doing all, you're going to have a great time. You're going to get those bites and, um, you know, just like everybody else, you know, you just kind of got to take your turn and, And we've been out there before, even just like filming, where we were kind of struggling, trying to figure our own thing out. And, you know, we kind of we wound up on, you know, kind of a popular spot and and we did just fine. You know, it's almost like the opposite. Typically, we're trying to do our own thing or get away from the crowds or whatever. And you know what? The best fishing we found was just on the main good Spots. I mean, there's a reason that there's boats there, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Is it was it, we ended up uh, having a great experience at one particular time. But you know, that being said, to kind of twist it or curveball it a little bit for you, is there anything that you do, whether it's on your own or with clients, like? If you see a bunch of boats in an area, like, is there any way that you kind of look at it a little differently, and maybe either uh, you know, maybe try the next point up, or try to find your own thing, or maybe fish on the outside of the pack? Is there any little wrinkle or anything that you try to do sometimes to kind of you know maybe capitalize on where everybody's fishing and kind of do you know zig when they're zagging?
1: Yeah, oh, for, for sure. You know, so so there's several things there. One, you know, if there's if there's if we're if we're in a let's say a ten acre piece and there's You know, 15, 20 boats in there and they're spread out, uh, the, the boats are going to tell where the fish are. Like somebody might be on a certain line and and they're catching fish, you know, and, and not, you're going to move over to the spot where they catch caught them, but you're going to pay attention to their drift. Like which way are the fish moving? Then when, where was the next, next fish caught, you know, in sequence? And and it's kind of like, you know, charting a path, you know, and, and you're paying attention on your map. Okay. These guys are, they're moving over. Okay. So maybe the fish are moving out deeper. So, You know, and it takes a lot to get deeper. You have to move a long ways to move a couple feet deeper on on Leech Lake when we're talking these flats. Like it might be 100 yards to get a foot deeper and and or shallower. And if nobody's catching them, if nobody's catching fish, then immediately I think about the speed of presentation, you know, uh, trying to move faster. So then maybe I'll add a trolling motor to the drift to make it faster or slow it down. Um, to just drag a to drag a jig versus jigging a jig and or and or moving shallow where a lot of times people don't fish shallow enough especially if there's wind um, people typically are fishing that seven to eleven feet on each lake but there's a ton of walleyes that are in three to six you know and um, if the fish are supposed to be there and they were there and they were biting and then they're not catching them and you're not seeing them on side imaging they're probably not there anymore so you got to get a move out a little deeper, move a little shallower. And if they are there, you're seeing them, they're hugging the bottom and you just have to change presentation. But in working a crowd, 100%, you can tell. When the fish are biting, it doesn't seem to matter what what the pattern is. Everybody's catching some and uh, and or, or the fish are moving. And then you just kind of pay attention to where they are in the group. And if they're moving out, they're moving out. And not too long later, they'll start moving back in again. So you can kind of pay attention to where people are catching them on the drift um and there's a lot of drifting going on in opener and or one door just not fishing shallow enough. So those would those would be my recommendations as, as you pay attention, you know, just taking your head out of the sand and, and paying attention to your surroundings. That's fishing in general. And and that's what a lot of people don't get because they don't have the, the fortune to be on the water every single day is just being in tune with the lake or lakes that you fish and uh you really do get a pulse and that's Something we talked about earlier is, you know, as we go into opener, I don't stress about it that much anymore because we're going to figure it out. Because the fish are going to be in these same locations that we're talking about. It's just about a matter of how they want it. Do they want it fast? Do they want it slow? Are they moving deeper? Are they moving shallower? And with that many fish in a school, you're always going to get a few to bite if you're doing
0: the right thing. On the On the topic of conditions, it probably isn't that super common uh, opening weekend that the conditions or weather conditions uh, are absolutely perfect and super conducive to, you know, just just hauling the fish. So talk a little bit about that. What are some of the tougher conditions that you feel like have happened, uh, you know, in and around opening week for you in the past? And um, maybe some things that you felt like you did uh, to get some bites when it was a little bit tougher. Let's talk about some like some tough opening week conditions.
1: Yeah. So, so the toughest, con- well, first of all, there's pressure, right? The fish are going from super quiet to 10,000 volts racing over them. Like it's that in itself, that in itself is pressure, right? So, but they got to eat and they're, they're uh, predators. So they get over that in a hurry and then they gotta, they gotta try to feed. But like any fishing in any body of water, then add what we just talked about with leech lake being, a fairly clear lake that is getting much clearer with zebra mussels. It's uh, very evident um, that that uh, those typical cold, high pressure, cold front days um, can really, really be tough. And the windows, the bite windows that are typically really good for an hour during certain periods of the day, are even shorter. So when when strapped with those tough cold front calm calm, cold, sunny days on Bleach Lake, um, being being stealth mode is very, very important while fishing as absolute slow as you can um, to, to get a bite. You know, I've tried, we talked a little bit about, you know, trying different things and I've tried, I've tried and tried again to be very aggressive on opener and, and going with the game plan that I'm going to catch them like nobody else is catching them. And ultimately, like you alluded to with your show, you know, you join a group of people and the next thing you know, somebody's catching them, right? And ultimately, that means going maybe a little bit lighter on your jig, you know, instead of a quarter ounce, you're using an eighth or, or a 16th. And you're getting it, you know, 40, 50, 60 feet away from the boat and you're barely crawling. And it's painful because you're, for me, I like to fish fast. And so when doing that, dragging a stand-up jig, like a Northland stand-up jig with a tipped with a shiner or... Or this is where even though it's opener, you don't think about it, yeah, you go with that leech. You know, you get a leech and and put that out there and barely move it. Because there's not a lot of weeds, there's not a lot of sand grass around opener. If it is, it's the old stuff, it's kind of dead. So um just on the bottom, because those wallies really do just belly down to the bottom when they're not feeding and they just hang there. So if you can give them time to think about it, that's how you catch them. And or and or you just got to wait till like dark and go out after dark and catch them and troll them up or whatever. But, uh, those cold, what your, your, question though. So let's say it's, let's say it's, let's say it's, yeah, you're out there. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. The bite happened at five thirty. Maybe you were out pre-gaming too much on Friday night and now you got cold weather conditions. Just slow everything down. Like get to where the fish are. And just go super slow and drag it. Don't even jig it. Just drag it. Drag a jig in the middle through the bottom or even a linear rig with a with a shiner. But just go slow, like super slow. Like fishing leeks slow, for me, that's 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 or slower.
0: Right on. And, you know, you're, you, this is probably as good a time as any. You know, talk a little bit about a setup you know, like, uh, just like a a recommendation, you know, like, like talking about the super classic, um, you know, like you alluded to, you know, a a light Northland stand-up jig. Absolutely. Uh, we filmed a show, I think last year, I think it was springtime or early summer. I mean, no questions asked. That was a perfect application for what we were doing over there on Leech Lake, but yeah, like, maybe kind of go through the whole, you know, what kind of your arsenal would look like as far as maybe your jig selection or, you know, some of that terminal tackle moving on up to your line selection, you know, how diversified do you typically get? Do you have a couple different setups for different conditions and even the kind of rod that, and reel that you like, uh, you know, any anything that you think is yeah. worthwhile to share?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think, and I've learned this through guiding, I've done I've gone full circle in the types of line that I use when it comes to fishing, but let's start with the business then and work our way back to the pool. So I, I, I absolutely have found that at leech lake, you cannot beat a fireball jig and, 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 and I'm not a sponsor. I'm not sponsored by Northland fishing tackle uh, per se. I'm not just trying to throw this out there because I'm pushing a product. Uh, I literally have got my butt kicked many, many, many times by our other guides and other people fishing because they're using a stand-up jig. And the deal with the stand-up jig is you're going to hook that shiner, not aggressively, like when you're snap jigging, you're going to hook it deep and maybe in the mouth, out the gills, through the belly. But with a stand-up jig, you're just putting that minnow, per se, whatever it is, and hopefully it's a shiner if you can find them because that's what the walleyes really want. But just in the mouth, through the nose, so it keeps that minnow alive. And uh, you're throwing it out there with a gentle cast, letting out some extra line. Uh, and and just dragging it, and for the line, uh, full circle on the line that like I was talking about, I, I used to use braid with a fluorocarbon leader, and then I tried straight up fluorocarbon, and and with both those setups, with anything with a fluorocarbon, your fluorocarbon itself is is it's great, it's invisible line, but it's it's stiffer, and and um, just like getting beat on a stand up jig not having the right line, having a monofilament, I happen to use Sensation, um, Berkeley Sensation, because it's really limp, but taut enough that you can feel a bite. And, and uh, with that, if you, I've watched it, I've compared my lines over the side of the boat with a fluorocarbon next to a, a six-pound light monofilament line, and, and you're, even though you're holding everything still, you can watch your jig kind of shimmy as you're drifting when it's on a, when it's on a monofilament line. So that's happening out in the business end when you're, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet away from the boat, that's still happening. Versus, versus that stiffer fluorocarbon line. It's just kind of got a pinned and you're just dragging it, which still works. Um, but I just think you get a little bit more action. And when the bite's tough, hundred percent, that makes a difference. So six pound Birkin sensation and on the, on the rod, you know, I, I like to use your typical spinning rod. I happen to have a, a 2B rod, um, Two Brothers Innovations. Bemidji. They, they started making rods, the Elliott's, the 2B's. I'm sure people have seen those and, and the Shields. And, and a 610 rod with a, a medium light with an extra fast tip just allows for that, kind of like Lindy rigging, it allows for me to snap it if I want to. It's got, enough, it's got enough backbone for that, but I kind of just let those fish load up on it, chew on it. Without them feeling me, so that extra fast tip on a medium light action. I just happen to like that six ten. I've had six sixes, six eights, six fours, smaller ones, and they're they're real comfy. They're probably better for kids, but when you get to adult size, that six ten to seven three length is where I like it. And the six ten medium light extra fast is is my go to on a six pound line tipped with a stand up jig, dragging it super slow. That's typically hard to be in an opener on each lake. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, man. So let's let's round this out and talk a little bit of forecasting for this year. We we you've done a phenomenal job sort of building up, you know, what Leech Lake typically is, you know, the foundation uh, no, foundational knowledge of of Leech Lake, but you know, every year is different at least a little bit. Now, we you know, it's not opener yet. We're we're just forecasting here. Um, but, uh, what do you, what do you feel like this year is going to set up? Is it going to be kind of average, you know, on par with everything else? Or do you feel like there's a few things that, uh, you're going to be, you know, preparing yourself for, or, or feeling out, uh, you know, this year versus other years? Uh, you know, I, first of all, the biology of the lake is, is as healthy as
1: it's been. So the, the, the amount of bait in the lake and the perch, and the pike and the the walleyes, the muskies is just, it's in a great condition. So that being said, there's a lot of fish to be caught. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the 12 to 13 inch year class last year was real strong again. And those fish are a year older. So an inch or two bigger and, and all there was a ton of 15 to 17 inch fish. So there should be a bunch of those two that are all those males that'll be ready to be caught. So, uh, the fish are there. So what does that mean with the, the conditions? And, you know, we've had, we've had a long winter. We have, you know, 30 inches of ice, 32 inches of ice on Leech Lake this year, bought a lot of snowpack. And, and uh, it really is going to come down to when the ice comes off and the conditions during, during opener. And, and when the, when the ice gets off, you know, the, the, the wall is going to be ready to spawn because it's going to be pushing kind of being late for them, I bet. And, uh, and, and, they should be finished, but they should be real hungry. So the conditions should be perfect that the fish are pretty congregated and immediately transitioning to bait. So I think, I think it might be a little tough as far as finding fish in multiple locations, but when you find them, they're going to be biting. So, so I guess what I'm getting at is I think they're going to be pretty strong concentrations on certain spots, but there might not be as many spots as normal, if that makes sense.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think that's, that's super good perspective. You know I mean? It's, you know, every year is just a little bit different and there's only so much forecasting we can do. Cause like I said, you know, unlike the Dakotas where, you know, we're out there already pretty much everywhere. Right. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just in Minnesota, as far as targeting walleyes on these inland bodies of water, it's like, yeah, I mean, all, all you can do is just kind of forecast it a little bit, but no oh, man, super great talking points. I'm really glad we were able to do this. I think it's awesome. I, I just, you know, talking about the recommendations of even, you know, the, the setups and everything like that. I just, I write all these notes down. I'll never forget it because there's going to be a situation that I'm going to be in hopefully. And I'm just going to remember that one time that, uh, you know, I'm going to catch a, I'm going to catch a fish on like an eighth ounce jig with six pound mono. And I'm going to send you a text and a picture because perfect. uh, Yeah. Do that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And hopefully it's a big one. It's yeah, big, yeah, one. dude. Well, here's what I can tell you. I think I think the ice will be off. The fish will be biting. Um, the biggest question, and people don't people talk about walleye opener, and it's it's typically a live bait bite, right? Like it's it's opener, and we have we have we have lots of different options for bait. But spot tail shiners have become harder and harder and harder to find. And so, one thing I would just say is you know call ahead if you're going to make the trip to Leech Lake and if the bait shops the bait shops don't have them in stock you know maybe check your local places before you travel there and bring them with you because you'll definitely have a leg up we talked about the type of jig I like to use the type of line but if you have spot tails in your boat you're going to certainly increase your odds versus you know a fathead minnow or a rainbow and they work they certainly work but leeches and crawlers can work too but if you have spot tails that's always the game that's the question that's the million dollar question Will there be shiners, right? And, and that really comes down to weather conditions, the cold weather, whether it's warm or not. And in a shiner spawn at 55, 60 degrees. And so they need, to, they need to get in there and do their business. And that's why the walleyes are congregating there. And, and uh, the trappers need to be able to get in there and get them. And if they don't come in shallow, there's no shiners. So that's, that's the tough deal
0: right on man well we can wrap this up man this is we absolutely nailed this for time uh promote anything you want to promote how can people get in touch with you if they are interested and in, you know maybe uh you know looking into your guide business or maybe they got a question or two they could send your way um how do people get a hold of you uh go ahead
1: yeah well, a couple of things well first of all i just you know we were talking about rods and, and i know there's a lot of people in dakotas that are that are uh, big Shield Sports fans, and, and we have the Elliot rods. The Elliot brand is in those locations, uh, both ice fishing in the, and in the summer, and the uh, two B rods too. And, and they are really phenomenal rods at a great price point. So, you know, there's a lot of good rods in those stores, and, and people just make sure you put your hands on one and kind of feel how they how they are. They're different. There's Synkork technology on them and on the Elliots, and they, they are truly amazing rods. Um, Leisure Outdoor Adventures is a guide service that's been on Leech Lake since uh, 2011 um we are we've gone from two two guides to now 13. uh we have a great network um when it comes up a, a bite like opener uh, when you have nine ten guys on the boat that are on their float in on the lake in their boats and on their phone texting back and forth we have a network we can break it down pretty fast and that's an advantage on not just opener but the rest of the year as well with all different species like muskies and bass and, and walleyes and crappies and you name it puts on leech lake we chase them and not just leech lake we got vermilion we got Cass Lake, Whitty, Brainerd Lakes area. We're all over North, North Central Minnesota. So Leisure Outdoor Adventures, we can find on the website, www.leisureoutdooradventures, plural, dot com. So that's the S at the end of that. And 855 uh, loa hook. That's how you can get a hold of us on the phone.
0: That's it, man. That's it. That's all I got. We covered it uh, better than I expected. I appreciate everything, Toby. Anything else that uh, comes to mind?
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think we're good, man. I think uh, we're excited, and, and I appreciate the time. And if there's anything else I can do for you, uh, myself or anybody else in our group, I'd be glad to connect you with us and, and uh, talk muskie fishing maybe again in June. And I know we'll be out there. We have a, we have a really good bike going on Leech Lake around opener for muskies. So that'd be something to talk about, too. And, and uh, yeah.
0: Right on, man. Right on. Well, I appreciate your time, Toby. And uh, I'll let you back to it for real this time. And, yeah.
1: All right. Great. Thank you. We'll talk to you.